0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. We've got a hit on our hands, guys. Soda
1: Pop was never going to be hit. Soda
0: Pop was going to be a hit. I don't
1: think so, honey. I think, yeah, it's just not for public consumption. It just hasn't peaked yet. (laughs) You're you're right. (laughs) Yeah, it's still rising
0: on the chart. It
1: is. It's on its way up.
0: Do you think there will be a hashtag justice for Soda Pop in the same way there
1: was a justice Uh, justice for glitter? I... Don't think so. I think Soda Pop got all it needed to get.
0: <laughs> I don't know guys. I think uh verdict's still out there. Is it vote below if you think Soda Pop should have a uh, not come back because it was never there to begin
1: with. <laughs> Which I think is right. I think we don't need soda pop in the Lexicon. I think Britney's done so much great work. Why should we muddy yeah. it with the see, soda pops? The see,
0: Lex. I that was I listened to the Britney Spears, uh, I was about to say cast recording, the Britney
1: Spears <laughs> album
0: uh, when I, you know, it was 1999 and I was yeah. like into my musical theater but I was like, oh, but I'm going to get this cool album by this really pretty girl and I remember listening to soda pop and being like, oh, pop music is so
1: lame. Like,
0: pop music is so dorky and nerdy and it, that, for all I mean, the
1: nerds. That song was lame. You were not wrong about that song. I think pop music, especially in 1999, had a lot going for it, i.e. Heartbreaker, Happy 20th Anniversary, um, which, by the way, 20 years since That's Mm. so weird. Sure, I feel like it was just yesterday. I don't
0: hold the emotional attachment that you do to it, but like I'm happy for you that you remember 20 years ago. (laughs) You remember
1: it too. I'm sure. I don't know. I don't think I was there. You were definitely there.
0: I I was still like, you know, a a glimmer in my daddy's eye. Are you
1: gonna be doing this on your deathbed? Absolutely. I don't know. I was there 20 years ago. It's like, bitch, you're about to die. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what to tell you.
0: Everybody, welcome back to another 2Gay Mats podcast. It's Matt Steele. It's Matt Palmer. I don't know if we have to do that on the podcast, do we? Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. We Just do. Like an because intro? when we have when we have a third person one day, I mean, then they'll be like, oh, I'm the third person. I think that I'm day is uh, Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I know why. That. That's the first name I came up yeah, with. He's
1: definitely the first guest we want on the show is Ashton. We if have we so got much Ashton Kutcher, that'd be a guest. But like, what would we say about it? We'd we- be like, so how's everything? Were you in No Strings Attached or uh, what was the other one? Uh Friends with Benefit. Yes. I think
0: he was in No Strings Attached. Patch.
1: okay and who was the girl was it natalie portman it Was natalie
0: portman because justin timberlake was with mila, mila kunis and i think yes. that was friends with benefits okay oh we're showing our age here i mean that wasn't that long it was ago. nine
1: years ago really it was 2010. Yeah. yep oh god yes nine years ago almost a decade ago. oh my god <laughs> feels
0: like yesterday guys
1: 2010 was that long ago that was like what was happening gaga was doing what at that point uh pretty born uh, this way she was, was in wearing between me, she was vain monster and born this way Yeah yeah I loved yeah. her then. <laughs> I like her now.
0: I mean, you know, she's coming back. She's going to wear a dress made out of uh, uh, something less interesting than neat, but hey, still an interesting dress. I'm
1: excited for whatever she's going to do next, like musically. I think we're going to definitely get a return to form, like pop music fun wise. Well, you know, the
0: opera's coming, guys. Queen of the oh, Night. Oh, stop.
1: <laughs> the Queen I of the Night's coming. I literally forgot that she said that because I just have put it in my, like, I don't accept this. <laughs> fucking in my mind. Because, like, don't you're not doing that. Come on, Gaga.
0: She's I, mean, not doing that, I, mean, she, I think it'd be cool if she added some operatic elements to, to her giant her, weird her, pop music. Her, her crazy yes. dance pop I'd music. I'd be happy with that. Yes. I mean, she's we'll in the studio that.
1: with like blood pop and people like that. So I think we're going to get a pop moment. But, All right. you know, if we get a Joanne part two... I hope you all enjoy it Because I won't be listening <laughs> What if
0: she does Like when she's in uh, Little Shop of Horrors If she releases an album Much like The Lion King The Gift Like her <laughs> Like if she was telling The story of Little Shop of Horrors I think that would Kind I of be fun I A whole know, album About like, the story Of Little Shop of Horrors But I don't Horrors, know If Little Shop of Horrors to dance pop.
1: Like needs all that It like, doesn't <laughs> But
0: like Did The Lion King No yes! But we got it I,
1: I mean The Lion King I don't know I feel like Beyonce Adds just such Emotional and cultural heft To anything she does And with Gaga it's just like Yeah I'm doing it And I'm gonna do good job <laughs> She can do it. I just don't know that the the, the, the story calls for it. I haven't seen Little Shop of Horrors in fairness, but from what I just read the synopsis actually because I was thinking about going to see uh, the MJ Rodriguez from Pose is in a production are of Are you it, which, seeing
0: the Pasadena Playhouse? I'm considering seeing it. Because see it, it. it's
1: MJ Rodriguez and Amber Riley and mm-hmm. all these people that are amazing. And so I want to see it. So I read the synopsis today and it seems like kind of goofy and weird. Oh, no. I think that's a weird choice if it's your
0: first exposure to Little Shop of Horrors. Right. I think. Should I watch the movie first? Maybe you should like watch the movie first okay. and see what the original is like and yep. then see what this production's like. Okay. Um, or I don't know. just. Are you going to go it. see it? I, I, I'd i like to. Yeah. I think it'd be cool to okay. see it. Um, and then there's the off-Broadway production which is happening simultaneously which is a pretty like standard right. uh, production and people are kind of just like which one's going to transfer? I mean. It could be both. It could be neither. Wow. It'll definitely yeah. not be both. Why did I
1: say <laughs> that? <laughs> um, so otherwise how was your week this week, Matt? My week has been truly <laughs> iconic.
0: Like, I cannot I think a of a more eventful
1: why. week, just for a trillion reasons, yes. literally a million reasons. Yes, don't say it, or sing it, please. <laughs> <laughs> My goal in life is to not hear that song again.
0: I, don't, I don't even know where to begin. I mean, I mean, where should we
1: start about Matt Steele's week? I mean, it's up I mean, to you. First of all, be?
0: and guys, you hate to hear it, but... Big brother finale happened. <laughs> the
1: thing is, we keep saying this, but we keep getting emails and comments. From like, I'm one of the big brother people. Please have Matt still still talk about it. So I guess you have an audience. It's just not me or our friend Brian. The finale was nuts because... And- you were there, weren't you?
0: I was not at the finale, but oh. I was at the rat party oh, that we is hosted by yourself. No, I was not at the live. If I was at the live finale, girl, you you thought I was at the live I finale? I did! <laughs> if I
1: was at the live finale, you would know. All right. Sorry. I misunderstood.
0: No, I was, the- I was there at the live show when uh, Annalise got evicted. She's the least eventful house guest of this season <laughs> okay. and probably of all time. Wow. Uh, so it was a very uneventful uh, live showing that I was at this year, um, but- The finale was insane. Let's just say the guy who won Jackson had a... There were some optics problems Mm -hmm. uh, with Jackson. Hey, hey,
1: he's a full racist. Well,
0: for for a number number of reasons. And let's just say that he was called out on it literally seconds before he was announced as the grand prize winner of $500,000. So he came out to confetti looking horrified. (laughs) And it was just like, oh my God. And I could go into depth about how... Interesting, this season was right. for all those optics reasons. Yes. Um, because it was definitely more complex than season 15, where it's literally just like Aaron's making racist jokes. <laughs> right. She's racist. You know, so uh, it's. It was definitely more um, um, Nuance? my, my nuanced and microaggression, I guess mm. you could say, um, uh, in terms of that. So you could really write a whole thesis of it, but I won't talk about it <laughs> on this podcast because we don't want to be here all day. No. So there was that. But And then I went to the the rat party where I got to like chill with the Big Brother people. Oh and it's, it's always weird because I go every year because my friend Arthur gets us in. Um, and he's a huge Big Brother fan, too. And it's always weird seeing all these people... First of all, after watching them for 100 days, live on feeds and on CBS, but then seeing them the day after... You, you just so saw them shell at the finale and like
1: overwhelmed. Oh, they're, like they're so overwhelmed,
0: place. and it's it's just it's so crazy. And I got to meet my favorite player, Nicole, Who's oh. the queen. She's everyone's favorite player. She won America's favorite player, twenty five thousand dollars. And Matt
1: Steele was so certain she wasn't going to be there. I'm like, do you think yeah. Nicole's going to be there? He's like, no, no, she's not. That it's not like her thing. I don't see her being there. But I'm yeah, like, if she I knows that everyone going. loves her. Why wouldn't you go to a place where everyone loves you?
0: <laughs> I mean, I I thought she wasn't going to be there because it's usually at like a big like crazy bar and everyone. Right. T- it's totally not my scene either. But yeah. I just go j- go just because. Because I'm shameless. I mean, of course. And and so, uh, but I got to meet her. I got, and I got to tell her, like, look, I love these so I think you were so wonderful in the season. You carried yourself so, self so well. There has not been a cast member as universally loved as much as you since like 2005. Like, wow. It, and so, so I got to meet her. So that was one reason why my week w- was wonderful. Yes. I got to go to a wedding last night. is yes. Also wonderful. Another wedding. We love that. We love weddings. Um. But also years in the making guys. <laughs> we are talking about the i squared, the impeachment inquiry, <laughs> the i has begun. It really has. Queen Nancy Pelosi just <laughs> stomping through being like, "Hey guys, I'm going to make an announcement. Oh. Tuesday rolled around and she was like, "I'm about to make an announcement, guys."
1: I and mean. it was just like, "Holy" shit. And we've been in this national nightmare for so long that you kind of, you hear all these horrifying stories that mm-hmm. would take down any other president and you're like, is this even going to affect him? Is, our, is the impeachment actually going to even happen? Like, I don't know. I don't want to get too excited. And then when the impeachment inquiry began, it was like, is this the beginning of the end? Oh, uh, like, finally! Uh, I fucking hope so. Fucking finally! What a trash. Because box. you
0: hear all these like things brewing, and maybe this will happen. Right. Maybe this will happen, but like nothing was happening. It was so frustrating. And Nancy Pelosi had a very good quote that I I can't find right now. It'll be too hard to find right now. But yeah. it, it was basically her saying like, "I understand that people are very impatient, and that they they want something to happen. And yes, just know, you know, we have to work objectively as the government, and we." know what needs to be done and we are doing what we need to do right but that being said I uh appreciate and respect your impatience yes (laughs) (laughs) so so yeah so that was wonderful on Tuesday and then Friday morning you know where my ass was 10 o'clock in the morning I saw the motion picture event (laughs) Of the year You saw that, that besides, early In the morning Besides Cats Oh god <laughs> um, Fuck Cats I saw my most Anticipated movie Of the year Judy mm. Starring Renee Zellweger
1: We'll talk about it at the end of the podcast, <laughs> I was guys. Say, I have a feeling this is going to come up. Matt Palmer, yes. How the hell was your week? <laughs> my week was good. Similarly, I mean, I was very excited about i squared as well. I didn't know that's what we were calling it. But
0: I, <laughs> I, I decided to call it right when I said it. I right like the words came it. Out it's of my very, uh, you
1: know, Mariah Carey equals some C squared, which we appreciate. A throwback. We appreciate math, guys. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, I'm so excited that hopefully something is happening that in which we can get this motherfucker out of office. And it's like, sure, I feel like there are people that are like, this should have happened. You're ago like why did it take so long but like ne- it's better late than never I feel like it's so like the fact that the White House came out and was like oh no here's a transcript of what he said to the Ukraine president and it's like this implicates <laughs> this him like bad. this is horrible this is really bad this is saying literally oh he did the thing you said he was going to do why did you think this was a defense <laughs> like, And
0: the thing that's so amazing to me is he literally is accused of and it has he has not been proven innocent of uh, uh, Russia helping his election, the first I election know. in 2016, and so the fact that he was is accused of this, and this is so we're still in the trenches of that. The fact that he would it, do try to do it again for this election, it's yes. just like, are you an
1: idiot? Well, the answer is mean, yes. Come on,
0: the answer is yes. He is an idiot, but it's just like, are you are insane? Everything right.
1: is insane. I know it. It's just like. Yes, he's already looking for, if you've been living under a rock for a week, he's obviously solicited help from a foreign country to investigate a potential 2020 political rival being Joe Biden. He's like, uh, basically Ukraine said they needed help from the U.S. He's like, I would like you to do a favor for us, though. And um, first thing, he wanted to investigate a uh, debunked conspiracy theory that Russia wasn't really behind the 2016 hack of the Democratic National Committee. And the other thing was uh, there's a lot of talk about Biden's son. So... This is on record again. White House, the White House confirmed this crazily, and so it did feel like okay, there's nowhere to go because, like, I think honestly, at this point, Donald Trump truly thought he was untouchable, like, he thought he was invincible, yeah. that no one could take him down, Cause, no one could. Because,
0: I mean, the down. Mueller report came out and everything, and and, and, and there didn't seem to be enough to fully implicate him right away, right? Um, but it didn't get him all, it wasn't, he didn't get all scot free here, of course here. not, but just adding this to it is it's just insane and and it's like okay the House of Representatives you want to know how the government works I guess um, the House <laughs> and of, and of Representatives we're not Pod
1: Save America by the way so like I'm sure there are smarter <laughs> people that can tell you what's going on but the fact is we're thrilled, thrilled but please go on that.
0: yeah so the House of Representatives uh, needs to vote to impeach him yes um, which they have the votes to do Love. which is why Nancy Pelosi is now announced that there was an impeachment inquiry because yes. she's like we need the votes yes um, but the Senate has to vote uh, two to three uh, to kick, actually kick him out of office. Yes. So if they implicate him enough, if it's implicated enough, if the evidence is strong enough, I just wonder the those Republicans, Republicans the will turn. I feel like,
1: I don't know, maybe I'm just too optimistic. I do feel like this could be the turning point because it's mm-hmm. like, are you really going to go down with this ship? Like this, there is so much dirt on this guy that he's been doing illegal shit while president and like we've got to hold him accountable. We've got, he should be on trial like anyone else who breaks the law Is like he can't just get off scot-free because he's The president fuck him I, he's an idiot and he's a moron And he's also broken the law We have a law there for a fucking reason right yeah. Like I just yeah I feel like the Republicans Could honestly save face By doing this but yes like, I mean yes. Sure Nancy Pelosi if I mean if Mike Pence is also implicated in this which Donald Trump Has which, alluded to <laughs>
0: oh my god Donald Trump said if in, ca- in Case you're not following this Donald Trump Also said and you know well you know Maybe you should talk to Mike Pence who's been talking to the Ukrainians about it. And it's like, are you throwing the vice president under, under the, the bus? Please bus. continue. But, because, hey, let's have for the last Take couple months of, of this before the next election. Let's have a Nancy Pelosi of president. Of course. Why we'd not? love.
1: We would love. Um, <laughs> so we'll all see what happens. We're all watching closely. And I mean, I I just am excited. And hopefully, Hopefully this all goes our way and hopefully we get, you know, a nominee who, you know, of course I will vote for Joe Biden if he is the Democratic nominee. But like if this could help Elizabeth Warren (laughs) kind (laughs) of slip up to the top, that would be cool for me. I think she's my person I'm backing the most right now. Um, Yeah, I'm very much Warren or Harris. Harris, Warren. You know, I would love.
0: I would love. So, and, but, it's, but the poll numbers show like Warren is she's is moving, up. moving on up, moving and Harris's up. poll numbers have kind of just sort of stayed the same. Right. So, um so yeah, I guess it's uh, Lizzie for me. But like, I'll vote for Joe. <laughs> I, I'll vote I for, know I will vote ooh, for anybody, whatever That's person is nominee. the Democratic yes. nominee. I
1: will do it, and yeah. I hope you all will too.
0: I will get to give them flowers <sighs> yes. personally.
1: So, otherwise, outside of obviously that big news, my week has been very good. Like, nothing too crazy has happened. My mom is coming into town this upcoming weekend. Oh, so I today got my. My car washed because <laughs> I feel like she's very much like you know going out with a dirty car is like you know not washing your fucking clothes I'm like right. well I agree and I don't want you to get and see my new car for the first time and yes not be clean, and it's a know? new
0: it's a new car and yeah. I feel like if a car goes a while without being washed like you go to wash it next and there's still just yeah, like it's little... it needs that pile that continuous polish yes. so started it, since it's a new car you're starting it off on the right foot right. it's like washing your white sh- it's like constantly windexing your white shoes when yes. you first get them exactly. you know it makes a difference so, so it makes a difference
1: yeah so I've been kind of prepping for that and like uh getting things in line for for what we want to do I mean my mom is similar to me in that like we are people of habit so every okay. year we go to every museum I mean she I, comes literally every September October yes and she's like I want to go to the museums I want to go to the road I want to go to you know uh freaking uh, Getty. Getty she and the Getty Villa. The Getty. And the thing is I feel like my brother has like made a joke about how we do the same things every year and it's like hey if it ain't broke. <laughs> you Absolutely. know what I mean? I'm going to try to find other things we can do and you know but and be excited but the, the point is you get to see your mom. She's in town. It'll be very fun. Yeah
0: your mom she cooks for you. I know
1: and even cooks for you. She cooks for me too.
0: I had some salmon last time. I know it was great, it
1: was great. so I think yeah. I'm very looking, much looking forward to that taking the Friday off so we can have all of Friday, Saturday and Sunday. By Monday she's kind of like alright go to work. <laughs> like I, that's that's. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, and I'm going to
0: chill, I'm going to read, right. I'm going to watch some TV. Right. And then she, she knows she, how to work the Apple TV. I know, she's my better mom, than you. Lord, if, my, if my mom was tried to work the Apple TV, I'd have no idea what she was doing. It takes
1: a minute, but I usually set it up and I make sure that the, the audio is already on for her. I
0: don't even person. know what I'm doing with that. Like There are so many times I'm literally trying to work the TV and I'm like, Matt, can you help me? <laughs>
1: I know. I mean, one of us has to be the tech savvy one, so I'm happy to be that person. not me. It's not, but you know, everyone's different. So my first news for Idiot's Moment was that the actual news about Donald Trump, which we've kind of already... Discussed so Yay. outside of that, I must say this week was a little light on the celebrity news of celebrity gossip. So, we're gonna be talking about some stuff that, like, you know, maybe normally we wouldn't. But
0: Demi Moore wrote a book, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 okay.
1: This is what I'm saying. Okay. How light was the news? It was light, wow, because everyone's talking about Donald Trump. What else? I mean, what celebrity gossip and really Big Brother. No one's talking about (laughs) this. I mean, okay, basically, Demi Moore has come out with a tell-all memoir entitled Inside Out. um, And there's a lot of bombshells in there. Like, apparently, she supposedly took John Cryer's virginity, but he denies that on Twitter. (laughs) I was
0: wondering. I literally just saw a headline saying, John Cryer says Demi Moore did not take his virginity. And I was like, should I click on this? And I was like, no. No.
1: (laughs) You were wise not to. Uh, The most... um, I don't know the most bombshelly of all of the items that she posts about are apparently during her marriage with Ashton Kutcher who we just mentioned as yeah, a Kutcher co-host how a, did I know, I don't know. You, I'm we just were just so intuitive you are yes and so apparently there were uh, cheating allegations in the book about how Ashton would be outside of the marriage because while they were married Ashton um, talked about how he wanted to have threesomes and invite other ladies into the bedroom and then to me trying to be like you know trying to be cool and open minded and in it for him it was just like yeah sure we'll bring other ladies to the bedroom it's fine it's fine whatever we'll all be together and like I'm cool and fun and whatever so don't I'm the cool mom I'm the cool mom, not like a cool, wife. <laughs> not I'm the cool mom, wife. Not a regular wife. And so eventually, when Ashton started just cheating on her with other women, oh. he felt like the lines were blurred because of that uh, threesome that the threesomes that they would have. It's like, well, you didn't mind when I was having sex with other ladies when you were there. Like what difference? It's like, sweetie, that is a thin argument. <laughs> Ash. A thin you argument, right? Piece of shit. I know. It's just like. So now apparently, of course, Ashton and Amila Kunis are like not thrilled about revisiting this past and like doesn't, you know, they're kind of just like, I don't know why we need to be talking about this. But, you know, it's the me story. And he did get a heads up that this was coming out. So it's not like a complete bombshell surprise about that. But is she does. Is Demi Moore still like friendly with Ashton Kutcher? Because I, I, I know she
0: and Bruce Willis are still like right. buds. Like they buds. my um, Not to like this is like my celebrity brag. um, My ex-boyfriend used to date Rumor Willis
1: oh really and, yeah he used to date I didn't know her that.
0: he used to date her in like middle school oh like they went to uh school together they he's from Idaho and uh they both Demi Moore and Bruce Willis both have houses in oh, I, didn't in know I Sun that. Valley Idaho and they're like next to each other or near each other and everything so like sometimes my ex-boyfriend would go to like Demi's house sometimes yeah. he would go to like Bruce Willis's That's house That's so weird and, and they would, like uh, and then he was stayed friends with Rumor Willis yeah. uh, when they were teenagers and everything. And he said that Bruce Willis and Demi would just like hang out and like watch. That's great. And, like play games together and everything. So it's
1: it's good that they remain friends. But I don't know if she was
0: like that with Ashton.
1: Uh, do they have any kids? To me more in Ashton Kutcher? I don't. I feel Think like they don't. So, but no. I don't know that. I feel like they don't. So I mean, I assume there's probably more distance there because like if you don't have kids, like what, why do we really need to be that close afterwards? Mm-hmm. But um, that's the thing that happened. I mean, I'm a little curious about reading the book, but it's like I probably don't care about Demi Moore's life that much that I'll read it. But I'll read like the highlights and see if there are any other bombshells, but... Sure, I, you'll go to the bookstore and like just open it up. Yeah, and spin it a yeah. Maybe there's a Cliff Notes version out Sit there. Sit in the Barnes
0: and Noble cafe. Yeah, and not, <laughs> and not buy the book. <laughs> Do you have any strong feelings about her as an actress? Do you have any? I actually like Demi Moore a lot. Really? I, I think Demi Moore is a talent. I think she's a very interesting actress. I, I actually really liked Demi. I'm Moore. I'm trying to think if I've ever even seen yeah. her in anything. Oh, you've never seen Now and Then? No, I've never seen Now and Then. <gasps> I love Now and Then. You've yeah? never seen Ghost? No. Best Supporting Actress winner, uh, 1990. Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, no,
1: I know about. That's the one with Patrick Swayze, and like he's a ghost and they make a pot together? Yeah. Yeah, I know yeah.
0: that. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, now and Then is just a... Cl- oh, you would love it. All right, that. I guess I gotta I watch now, now and Then. then. Yeah, All right, Now well, and Then is
1: great. Demi, I got some stuff of yours to watch, I suppose. Um, in other news that I know that I've been banging on about for weeks, but I told you I'd only talk about one more time, and okay. that's if it came true. Jennifer Lopez... <laughs> <laughs> she's the new Scarlett Johansson. Jennifer Lopez and Shakira are co-headlining the Super Bowl halftime performance. It's happening in Miami, and I feel like it was... The thought was, oh, it's a nice way to have, like, two Latina performers in Miami, even though, you know, J-Lo's Cuban, and I think Shakira maybe's Brazilian. It's not exactly... But, like, Florida. Yeah.
0: There's a big Latina population (laughs) in Florida. Yes. So, it's it, you know. Right. You're into it? I'm into it. Okay.
1: I think it's it's a fun choice. Uh, And they both, uh,
0: combining their catalogs together,
1: have enough. Right. That's the thing, is I feel like this kind of is a good solution to the problem that I kept bringing up and so far as J-Lo does not have the catalog to headline a show by herself but I think to have the two of them co-headlining and also there's talk of having like other Latino artists involved like maybe uh, Pitbull supposedly is in talks according to TMZ mm-hmm. maybe those guys who did Despacito you know uh, I feel like there's a way to make this kind of like a big Latino a moment. yeah, moment that every oh, there are lots of people being involved in but it's not all falling on J-Lo's shoulders to like pull out the hits that she doesn't have and so I think that's good <laughs> <laughs> so, what do we think of Shakira's "Will Be Shown"? Obviously, hips don't lie. Hips don't lie, which is
0: for some reason a song that Matt Palmer doesn't like. <laughs> I don't like it, and I also completely like, forgot that it existed. You no, know, it
1: bugs me. Uh, I assume I just I don't know. I find it annoying. I think okay. it's annoying. Um, hips don't lie. I assume whenever, wherever. I, mean, I love that song. That means <laughs> a classic. <laughs> um, I mean, underneath her clothes or oh, you your could, clothes, underneath her clothes. Yeah, that could be. I remember that song, but I don't know if the world does. I, yeah, I, they I do. do. I they? Feel, I feel like that's a known song. Maybe. I don't know. I feel like It was I, big where in Jersey. Was it? <laughs> yeah. well, I I just feel like in the US there're no certain Shakira hits outside of Whenever Wherever and Hips Don't Lie but I'm sure she has more especially for she always kills it sales wise in uh, Central and South America I'm pretty sure so she'll have hits for people and between that and J-Lo's catalog and the Pitbulls Pitbull has hits on hits even though he might not be the most exciting or like iconic artist of himself he like has hits that people recognize oh totally so I think they'll be able to pull together a halftime show that'll be worthwhile definitely a a great yeah I think it'll be
0: I think it'll be a fun show a great show not as iconic as you know Carol Channing's When the Saints Go Marching In uh, back in
1: 1970. Oh, I, I missed uh, that one. I, you,
0: was, I mean, hey, it's hey. crazy because you actually were like I really wasn't. But, Thank um, you. <laughs> also, speaking of Jennifer Lopez this week, both of us finally saw Hustlers yeah. this week. It was good. <laughs> yeah, I liked Hustlers was a lot. Good. I think the use of music in Hustlers Unbelievable. was Unbelievable. I completely agree. The, the, just from the beginning, this is a story of control. I was just like, oh my God. And then there were, yes. were there three Janet songs I, or were there only two?
1: I know Janet came back in at the end. I feel like Love Will Never Do Without You was in it. Mm-hmm. At some point I don't know There
0: was Brittany, And the best thing ever Which you don't care about Yeah The use of Jacques Brel's Next In the montage Where they're Drugging And ro- like Robbing the men Right it was one is one of the most inspired. I think I tweeted this. It's one of the most inspired what musical moments I've ever seen in my entire life that put in a movie like what? so great. What is the song? I mean, it's remember. it's a song. It's a composer, Jacques Brel. He wrote uh, uh, songs back in, you know, I, I, the 30s. I don't know. Okay. I was some some time ago. Yeah, actually, the 60s. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I just know my to bring up my ex-boyfriend and Jesus, Um, he was very into Jacques Brel mm. um, and he has a, a re- there's a review that was off Broadway and it's been revived a uh, I think once uh, called Jacques Brel is al- alive and well and living in Paris mm. and my ex-boyfriend sang next for vocal performance class and oh. it's was like a bit, it's, it's an amazing song yeah. and um, so that's how I know the song and that's how I knew that moment and I was like this is brilliantly done i loved it and j-lo i thought was good she was good i thought she i i think her best moment was this scene her very last scene when she was pulling out the pictures yes and she showed constant woo's picture and i think she she had a lovely acting moment there so you know i think if she got a nomination i would not be against
1: all right i yeah i know i agree i think shayla did a great job and i also loved the use of music my the the most effect, Not the most effective, but I just thought as a plot device of having, you knew when years were, at least I knew that when years were changing, when it was like, oh, this, like when Britney's Gimme uh-huh. More was on, it was 2007. But when Usher's Love in This Club came on, <laughs> it was 2008. <laughs> yeah, just the, you know? the
0: use of music in that
1: movie was just so was, great. Yes, it like really puts you in a place and time. And like, it, I don't know, at least for me as a pop music person, I was able to follow along as like, oh, how much time has it been? And I was like, oh, it must have been a year since in between these two scenes because they, that's when these songs came out. I I'm
0: sorry. I just have to look up the Jacques Brel, Like what year? Because I feel like I'll look like an idiot if oh. I don't clarify. I
1: mean, I don't think people will real, really care about that. But I will. You know what? You know. I do think so we did get an early tweet on the podcast where that people enjoyed that we looked up our facts and weren't just spouting things off. And since <laughs> then, we've only spouted things off.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm all about that. OK. He died in the 70s. OK. He was. OK. So he didn't write in the 30s. He wrote. He uh, wrote. I'm assuming in the because he was born in 1929, oh. so I'm assuming the uh, I'm not going to go full into it, but I, the 60s. I'll look it up and I don't know. Wait, and he died in the 70s? He died in the 70s. How old yeah, was he? he died in oh, the 50s. I know. That's so sad. R.I.P. Jacques Brown. He <laughs> hey, his his legacy lives on in, in hustlers. In hustlers. <laughs> Kiki Palmer being like, "What's your mother's maiden name?" I was like,
1: "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> Especially, I love Kiki Palmer in it too. She was oh, she was un- very good oh, She's yeah. such a queen. Um, and also I love the use of Fiona Apple's. Criminal, what a great song! Performance when JLo Lo first did her, okay, like, um, you know performance. Thought yeah. <laughs> that was great. Um, okay, also in other news, again it's light. <laughs> 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 Apparently, the Joker is a movie that's coming out, and uh, the Joker uh, film garnered uh, it garnered rave reviews when it premiered at the Venice Film Festival and won the event's top plies. Uh, The critics' reviews were largely positive, though many expressed concerns about the film's content. The film offers a grounded portrayal of the titular Joker, played by Joaquin Phoenix, as a loner who feels mistreated by society and escalates to acts of violence against the wealthy and becomes a hero of sorts of the working class. So this is getting a little bit of negative feedback because, you know, we're living in a world now where, like, all of these... You know white men who feel ostracized do turn to violence, and you know, that's just like something that's happened in our country for a long time, especially with people that are white supremacists and just like horrible. But if they feel like they have been turned away from society in any way, especially including like women don't want to sleep with me, they'll like sit, mm-hmm. they'll write a fucking manifesto and then like kill a bunch of people and kill themselves. And people are watching the movie and feeling like we don't want to. Support that narrative as being Valid or some someone who should Be a hero for anyone mm-hmm. and So the director Todd Phillips is uh, Not taking the criticism terribly Well because mm-hmm. he blamed the far left Which is just a funny phrase to me <laughs> <laughs> For some of the criticisms of his Film he basically said I think it's because Outrage is a commodity I think it's something that has been, uh, been a commodity for a while what's outstanding To me in this discourse in this movie is how Easily the far left can sound like The far life right when it suits their Agenda it's been really eye opening for me and to me it's like if by far left you mean people that like don't want to you know assist in mass murders and like (laughs) wanted like not support that I I just think it's a little aggressive I do my thought is like well there's violence in a lot of movies maybe this Mm -hmm. storyline is specifically something that rings true to people who live in America because that is the story we've all heard like oh he was a loner like he was a good kid but like just didn't have many friends and like all of that shit um but I feel like there's so much glorified violence on screen all of the time that I don't know that the Joker should be only the the only one that's getting this criticism. Mm-hmm. But like to me, it's like we're so obsessed with not seeing sex on screen and yep. we love seeing guns. And yeah, it's But weird. the thing is, like, it's the there are movies like the Joker that oh. have been coming out forever, like Lorna's
0: Taxi Drivers, is like right. just a guy, a loner misunderstood goes insane kills people like you know it's mm-hmm. so it's there have been movies like this before there will be movies like this in the future i think the fact that it's just the joker that's coming out now in this time it's yeah i say this as someone who's actually looking forward to the joker yeah. because I like Joaquin Phoenix as yeah. an actor um, a lot, actually, mm-hmm. um, even though, you know, he has his method moments
1: uh, where it's kind of <laughs> just read like something okay. insane about like him <laughs> filming that movie. And the, t- the tweet was just like, imagine a woman doing. This. Oh, my God, Or it was yeah. like men are so exhausting. One of the two. Yeah, because it talked about how he
0: like would storm out <laughs> yes. and, and all this. So <laughs> well, we can find <laughs> grow it. Grow up. But, um, but and I say this as someone who's looking forward to the Joker, who who genuinely like does not. I don't know anything about comic books or DC Marvel worlds. You know, I I'm genuinely interested in because it it looks a little different from those. Yeah. Um, I can see why people are tired of it. Yeah. Like I can see why people are tired of that narrative. It's kind of just like, oh, we see this all the time. How do how can we don't ever see like a movie where like a girl goes insane, right? You know. So it's it's I get why it was made and I get why people are excited for it and I'm excited to see and I hear his performance is incredible. But I understand why people are just like.
1: Yeah. And it's also just like the glorification of this narrative of like loner white guy goes on a killing spree is like, it's kind of like read the room a little bit. Like even (laughs) if it's very well made and very well acted, it's just like maybe now, right now is not the time. It was like when the Heather's movie or Heather's TV show reboot got like kind of pulled out before Mm -hmm. it even came out. It's like, yeah, it's just maybe not the right time for this.
0: And like, who knows who's to say like that. There, i not trying to glorify it obviously right. but like in a way like he does not become a hero but you it's important to create characters that even if they are messed up you try to find ways to empathize with yeah. them and i feel like these characters kind of end up becoming w- heroes in mm. a weird way like people who everyone taxi driver he kills a bunch of people but like everyone still quotes you talking to me you talking right. to me like and as if it's like a fun cool thing right so and this, so you know it's good to make movies with these complex characters but i can also understand why people are tired totally of it. That, that's what i have to say about that totally
1: yeah. all right um well one last piece of news which isn't really news it's just me talking about it okay <laughs> um this is us came back this week hmm and okay the season premiere it was the season four premiere and if you know Matt Steele's not a this is us head like myself so just so we're all clear and caught up stars it's like a time jumpy moment Mm -hmm. stars Milo Ventimiglia and Mandy Moore as the parents to these three children who um, one is adopted in black and the other two are are two little white children and um, but it fast forwards into uh, a time in which Milo has passed away and Mandy is a grandma and they're all adults these young kids and so Basically, between those five people and, like, the three children's spouses and one of them just had a baby and, like, the one family has a bunch of kids, there are a million characters on this show already, right? Uh So the premiere, what it does, it introduces you with no no real introduction. It's like you're kind of seeing old school Mandy Moore a little bit, talking with Milo. uh, Basically, she's about to meet uh, his parents – or, no, he's about to meet her parents for the first time, and that's a storyline – but you're also invested in all the other kids in the different time, uh, times that they are exist. Uh, but the rest of the episode is centered around three different storylines with new characters that you've never seen before. Okay. And so I'm watching this and maybe I am. And if you haven't seen the episode yet, then, uh, this is a spoiler. So fast forward for a bit. Um, so basically they were following this young black kid who is like a single father and, uh, like trying to make money for his child and maybe falling into the wrong crowd doing that, even though his dad is trying to steer him in the right direction. We meet his dad, we meet his mom, we meet the child, we meet him. And I'm like, who the fuck is this? It's just like, we already have people that we're paying attention to. We have this lady who was a military officer and she comes back and she kind of has PTSD and she goes to, you know, meetings about it and her family's falling apart because of her PTSD and I'm like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> and then you see this blind guy who is a musician and falls in love with this waitress and uh, later on you find out that like he becomes very successful and you're like, who the fuck is this guy?
0: And how long is this going on? Like the whole episode? The
1: whole episode. So they will cut back to Mandy Moore and Milo and their young times and like their storyline. But like nothing about any of the other characters that, you know, OK, at the end of the episode, you find out how they're all connected. And apparently the kid who has the the, the child who has a child is going to be a love interest for Sterling K. Brown's daughter who was adopted named Deja. So Deja appears in that storyline. And then uh, for um, the lady who is a uh, military person comes back with PTSD um, Milo's brother, Nicky, who is also a veteran who has PTSD, throws a chair through a window and uh-huh. so you see that they're going to have some sort of connection. Milo's brother? We... Yeah, Uncle Nicky who's played uncle by uh, okay. the guy, <laughs> Uncle Uncle. This is what I'm saying. There's a million characters. Uh-huh. He is, so they're going to have a connection and then also you find out at the very end the blind kid who becomes a very successful musician is the child of Kate and Toby who we find out is blind. So, This is like 30 years. Kate is
0: Christy Metz? Christy Metz, yes. Christy
1: Metz and her husband have a child. And we're told at the end of the episode that child ends up being blind. Okay. And then you see that the blind kid is the grown-up version of that child. He does music because Christy Metz and Mandy Moore did music, but they never became successful. And so he becomes successful. And I feel like I'm kind of alone in this feeling because at the end I was reading tweets and everyone was like this is so beautiful this is us it's done it again you're thinking like what is this what is this what is this and by the end they tie it back and this is so great and wonderful and how iconic and like this is so groundbreaking and moving and I cried and I cried and I cried and I'm just like fuck all of this (laughs) (laughs) there are so many people on this I'm confused (laughs) I'm confused this is
0: like an entire the entire series of Degrassi in one episode. It's like, literally
1: between Jack and Mandy Moore. It's like we're spanning now 150 years or uh-huh. something, and it's just like this is too much. Okay, but the real
0: question is, when are they bringing back the gay hairdresser? Honestly, that that got cut out of the the Halloween episode, season two. That's though that's that's, that's, that's who know. is really us, guys. Honestly, the gay hairdresser who was cut, this is you, girl. That, that was. Me. Me. It was me. That was me. And then Regina King cut me out. When
1: I saw that episode of All of These New People, I was like, they honestly should have put you as someone. <laughs> <laughs> and I realized they had to get a real uh, blind actor to play the blind role. But it's like, that could have been Matt's deal. It could have been Matt's Like he's saying, and it's like, his voice isn't great. You know <laughs> <laughs> but i get why they wouldn't need an actual blind person to play the role and maybe i will continue watching the show and apparently it was planned for a long time that midway through the telling of the this is us story they were going to bring in a lot of new people but it's like i feel like the last thing this is us needs is more people there are so this cast is humongous and i'm emotionally invested in like 70 percent of those storylines but now we're adding in Three more storylines with like eight more people, and I'm so now I'm down to 40% that I care about. And it's like, I understand how they're connected, and that's wonderful and great, but like, can we not just give enough to the people that are already there? Like, we didn't see Sterling K. Brown the entire episode. Look, and this it's is like, guys,
0: this is why sometimes I just don't fuck with TV because <laughs> like it, it becomes te- there are TV shows that are so, so, so good. And then yes. they have to keep being good and they have yes. to keep grabbing your attention. They just end up doing so much They're and you're just so like, ah, and it's sometimes it just, it becomes a little scary, but you yes. know what? It's keep an open mind. I'm trying to, and it could be great if the writing is strong. Yes Then it will
1: hook you in I'm And gonna you ke- will care
0: about that little blind boy Who could have been me <laughs> <laughs> Exactly
1: Well You have your saying. <laughs> but yes um, I'm gonna keep watching I'm just a little nervous And hey, you never say.
0: know When that gay hairdresser might pop that's up That's true Oh my god What if like the season premiere For those of you <laughs> who don't know I was I had one line on This Is Us yes. once And uh, they cut me out of it yeah. And Regina King was the director yes. um, But um, But uh, So that's what we're talking about But um. You, what if like during the season premiere all of a sudden just like a gay hairdresser pops up oh and all of a sudden gosh. I just didn't tell you. Oh yeah, didn't I tell you? I'm a series rag on this. It's I Australia. would love you. I would
1: be so happy. <laughs> I'd be thrilled and I'd be like, when can I meet Mandy Moore? <laughs> that would be my first question. And um, I'll
0: like show you. A video. I'll be like, oh, we hang out on set all the time. And like, it'll be a video of her like singing one of
1: your songs. <gasps> Cause I already sent her a video
0: of you singing gardenia. Oh my God.
1: <laughs> that would be amazing. How do we make that happen? That's the, this is us expanded version. I need it's going to happen. <laughs> all right. We're putting it out into the universe. Right, they guys. owe you one. Honestly, they, they do.
0: They do. They they do. do. All
1: right, guys, uh, I think that's it for news for idiots. There's not a lot going on outside, but the impeachment, but Hey, the impeachment's all I need to get me through the week. So, yeah, thank impeachment,
0: you. big brother, let's go.
1: I mean, big brother's over.
0: Big, but that, <laughs> we'll finale, be, that finale was so intense. Okay, was, just, it was so intense. Okay, thank you so much. Finale. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> if you want my love, and that's all right. <laughs> no? That was like TLC mix with Michael Jackson. It was, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: You edit that. I mean, <laughs> that's what Michael How Mike did how you it. do that? I've, I've, I used to do it a lot. I can't do it. I know. You got to work at it. It's like it. a whistle, like how you can do it,
0: but I can't. You're sucking in. That counts. Yeah. The, I can only do it sucking in. He can do it by like actually doing it the correct <laughs> way. Which, like, but like, is there a correct way to whistle? No, we're all working together. All right, I started. You can go. No, <laughs> oh, oh, uh, he like pushed a random no, I just button. Was saving. <laughs> he, he like pushed a random button on the keyboard, and I was like, "Wait, did we have to pause?" He like
1: fully stopped. you can go, girl. I'm not
0: a professional at this. He's the he's the one with the degree. I am. Okay, guys. So anyway, welcome back to Two Game Mats. Um, we are now part of uh, Email My Heart, which okay. <laughs> is every, everyone's favorite section where you email us questions and we answer them. And it's because it's the only section where you email us questions and and we answer them. Yes. Um, so if you want to be a part of Email My Heart, you can email us at Two Game at gmail.com to a spell
1: T-W-O.
0: And we got a lot of emails again this I week. I love the and weeks we get a lot of so emails. Thank you guys
1: so much for sending emails, I know, we honestly. love them.
0: We We really read all of them, and yes. we're just going to pick... Uh, two each week. I think we're gonna yeah, decide because some right. of them are are kind of more complex to, an- to answer. Or we don't know how to answer. Yeah. Them. So um uh so it's gonna be like Panera. It's gonna be like a you pick two situation. But keep am- emailing us because we love giving you a shot Is that a Panera thing? Yeah. Like you pick two. Like you get a, a half soup and half salad. How often are you in Panera
1: that you know like the? Um, I love. <laughs> do the- you?
0: You didn't know this about me? I don't think and I It's did. devastating because there are so few in LA. Oh. So like I go out of my way to go to Panera. Sometimes. I went to a
1: Panera re- like in. The recent ish memory because there's one near my office and I like didn't bring food that day. It's from home, like prepackaged. So yeah, yeah. I,
0: mean, I, I imagine studio it's studio? the same Panera. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I go and I bring my Panera gift card because <laughs> I, I
1: didn't know that you oh, were yeah. so into Panera.
0: Oh, I love Panera. Wow. A bread bowl, cream of chicken wild rice. When it's cream of chicken r- wild rice day, you better believe my ass is there <laughs> getting my cream <laughs> of chicken wild rice in a bread bowl. Yes. I didn't
1: know. Oh, the more you God. know, you can always learn more about people.
0: <laughs> anyway, so. <laughs> This uh, question is from Eric. Hi, Eric. Greetings, Matt P and Matt S. Been a big fan of the channel for a couple years now and excited to finally be writing an email for his favorite segment, (gasps) Email My Heart. Uh, He has two questions. Love. Uh, Since we are at the end of the decade, I have an Oscars question. In your opinion, what are the best and worst Best Picture winners of the decade? For Eric, it would be Moonlight as best and Green Book as worst. And the other question is, I guess more for Matt Palmer's sort of situations, but it's the same thing with the Grammys. Best Album winner... Uh, best album of the year winner of the decade and the worst. Eric's favorite is Twenty One by Adele and his least favorite is The Suburbs by Arcade Fire. All right. Um so I'm gonna talk about the Oscars one first. Uh just because you know I that's
1: you know my things. I agree about Moonlight. I probably haven't seen all the best picture winners, but
0: you haven't. No. Moonlight. But um <laughs> but I I would say I would say it's either between Moonlight or Birdman, which Matt Palmer does not like. Matt Palmer, Ooh. when we watched Birdman Ooh. together on our TV in the living room, he that. enjoyed it for the first like half hour, he I would did. say, and I then did. as it got more and more and more Birdman-y, he did not like it and the he ending. hated the it. love just loved how dare you
1: waste my time. So
0: yeah, I would say between Moonlight and Birdman for me. Moonlight because of obviously like the writing is just incredible, especially that third act is just absolute perfection and Birdman because of the technical Aspects and because I love Michael Keaton so much And all the other best picture Winners I have to say like there's not a best picture Winner of this decade that I Dislike obviously there are ones that I disagree With um that I would have voted for Something different but there aren't any that I Dislike Right I um I don't I would say (sighs) I, I honestly like It depends on the day I understand why people Don't like the optics Of Green Book um, Though I still think It's a A nice movie Yeah um, And I enjoyed it I look at Green Book Like how I look at Grilled cheese Like <laughs> okay. Like It's satisfying It's enjoyable When I After I'm done eating it I'm just like Oh that was a good Grilled cheese but I'm not necessarily impressed that you made it. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Okay. But, but like I, I think it's, I think it's a good movie, and you know, a a, a nice lesson, if not like you know, a little dated. But whatever. Um, I, I, I truly don't know because I, I f- can pick apart flaws in each of them. I don't okay. know. I don't know. It's. I, I would say maybe either I'll I'll say green book <laughs> I'll, I'll just Say green book for the grilled cheese analogy <laughs> I
1: do love that grilled cheese analogy. That's
0: um, fair. Oh do you want me to list the best picture winners For you
1: no uh, <laughs> I'll just say uh, Moonlight best okay and um, Birdman Of the ones I've seen I'm you did sure. What did you what did you hate more the king
0: Speech which you always talk shit Ooh, on boring. Uh, Birdman which you really hated yeah. Or uh
1: Uh, the shape of water. Ooh, I hate all of those. Um, I found Birdman to be the most annoying. Okay. I found the King speech to be boring. Oh I liked speech. I mean, I would have voted for the social network obviously. of course and the kids were all right, which we both loved. Oh, that was great. <laughs> and I found the shape of water to be gross. Okay. <laughs> but I wasn't like upset with the storytelling. Okay. Uh Birdman yeah. was the most frustrating for me. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay, that's a fair answer. Yeah. yeah. I have to say I don't dislike any of these best picture winners though. Like even that's if higher. I'm not like in love with some of them. I still haven't enjoyed all of them.
1: Right. Uh so what about Grammy Award winners? All right, I've been looking at the Grammy Award winners while since we've been speaking. Okay. I think it is definitely between uh for my favorite. I think it's between twenty one, of course, which is just such a classic mm-hmm. album. And uh I think Fearless by Taylor Swift. No,
0: that's not in this decade. It was twenty ten. Oh, well, it's twenty 27- ten but it, uh,
1: are we I, counting it's the thing. I don't know what we're it counting was, uh, it was awarded in 2010. it was awarded in 2010 I
0: count that as tw- 2009 all right well on the wikipedia Be- it says 2000 don't i i it's when it's not <laughs> when it's awarded all it's right. when it came it's like the people who think that the King's speech won best picture for 2011 it's like no it was for 2010 it was just given okay. the award in 2010
1: i have a lot less invested into this so I, we'll go with you I'm an you. award
0: show person this is what we care
1: about <laughs> alright well then 21 by Adele I completely agree with Okay. Uh, I think 1989 is also a great album that won sure. in the decade Um, I have not listened to a lot of the best albums the Grammy Award for album of the year for like rock albums I don't care about the, but the one that I'm most upset with is Beck's morning phase or whatever the Fuck (laughs) (laughs) beat Beyonce Self titled I mean I was A little mad at Adele because she won For 21 and 25 is just 21 but a little worse Um,
0: But 25 uh, is still good 25 is so good and she's so
1: likable and Like she dedicated the award to Beyonce And like what else could she do Beyonce, like, Lemonade was such an artistic statement that I think we forget sometimes how huge the self-titled album and era were Mm -hmm. and how it completely changed music forever and the fact that songs get released on Fridays instead of Tuesdays is because of that album. And... I just think that was such a mistake. And then he's, also the, the backlash of people being like, the reason that uh, Beyonce didn't win for her album is like, look at all the people that worked on it and look at uh, Beck owns oh, the only person that worked on his album. And it's like, that's not what the award is. Yeah, this
0: literally means nothing. It doesn't have anything to do with anything. all those people who worked on that album would have gotten a Grammy exactly, Award. Exactly,
1: exactly. <laughs> and it's not doesn't make him an more amazing artist because no one gave a fuck about that album until that night. No one talked about that Beck album at all. But did you listen to the album? No, at home? So No! You can't,
0: you can't pick it as your least favorite because you haven't I listened can, to it. I can and I have. So I'm just going to go through the albums, that one album of the year that I have actually listened to. I uh-huh. would say Adele, uh, 21. Yes. Um, because Fearless was 2009 and that was not right. No one uh, <laughs> This is important. Um, and of the albums that I've listened to in full that have won, I'm yeah. going to say 24 Karat Magic. Is my least favorite. <laughs> you
1: hate twenty four. I like
0: what memory. songs do I like? I like I like Versace on the floor. I like that song a lot. What about um, uh, obviously? Uh, that's, that's what, what I, I like. like. Is is really good and finesse. finesse is great. I like chunky. Uh, chunky. chunky. <laughs> Chunky's okay. <laughs> I yeah. But everything else in that I'm kind of just like. Uh, it is my least
1: favorite Bruno Mars album. Yeah, I feel like he should have won for um unorthodox jukebox despite that ridiculous title <laughs> i love so many of those songs and i think it's his best but you know he was a huge act during 24 karat magic so we you know we love okay. that okay and a great performer this
0: is an interesting question that has nothing to do with the on my heart i'm so sorry yes that someone asked me personally that uh my friend nate said okay um Why are you saying that J Lo doesn't have the catalog to host to uh, perform the Super Bowl halftime show? Yes. Yet Bruno Mars, who had only been like really big for like two years, uh, was
1: considered to have the catalog because his hits are bigger. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Like I feel like he went a lot of singles deep every time people know like songs of his that even weren't official singles like people knew marry me people knew runaway baby and it was more recent he like was more like re- re- it was more recent like in the past 10 15 years you could sit here and rattle off a bunch of uh Bruno Mars songs and i feel like his combination of Um, music that cut through and were huge hits and the fact that he is an excellent performer tied it together and made it was like oh this makes sense him being the halftime performer it's like I can't think of someone I'd rather see on a stage especially a man than Bruno Mars and uh, J-Lo is an incredible performer who has middling hits and the biggest ones happened 20 years ago you know what I mean like okay so uh, Nate I appreciate your thoughts but yeah that's (laughs) that's, that's, that's (laughs) the answer that is why
0: Um, so I love this this question is from Timeless Toddy uh, and I the subject him. line is manufactured trash, <laughs> which is the best subject line of an email I've ever yes, gotten. Yes, of course. Hey, Matts, I recently discovered that one of my favorite early Naughty's album, I love that, mm-hmm. uh, Shut Up by Kelly Osbourne was finally added to Spotify. It has been such a joy to rediscover it in 2019, so you can imagine my dismay when I found an old article where she called her own album manufactured trash. <laughs> Do you guys have any songs or albums that you love but the artists themselves deeply regrets? Take it away, Matt Palmer. If
1: Brandy says another bad word about aphrodisiac, I will melt into a puddle. Like, she is, I think, the queen of uh, my album didn't well, didn't do well, and so it's bad. And I really, it hurts my heart because it's like, that. no, that is one of your best albums. And the fact that you talk like, oh, it just wasn't right. Like, it was too this. It was too that. Like, people want to hear me with Rodney. Like, it's just like, no. Just... I feel like being able to stand up for your work, whether or not it is, like, a giant hit or not, is the most... It's the, the good thing, because there are, even if it wasn't a huge hit, there are people who are fans of that work. Don't, you know, yuck their yum, and you're the artist about it. It, like, kind of... I don't know, it just kind of takes the wind out of my sails a little bit when people do that. Even Mariah even will say nice things about charm bracelet. And it's like <laughs> just cause she's like, you know, there are moments, there are lyrical moments on that album, there are things that, you know, some of my best works on that album and, you know, she has some lyrical moments on it. So I just think it's it's I, I don't know for some reason it almost feels like a betrayal to me it's like if you could sit there and promote this and go around the world and stand behind it at the time don't just d- discount it because it wasn't a hit mm-hmm. and I don't know especially Kelly, when it's great exactly like aphrodisiac and I don't know if that's the case for the Kelly Osborne album maybe it was completely manufactured but she was involved enough to want to put it out and want to promote it and want to shoot videos for it so like let the people who love it love it on you I don't know I'm gonna, it, say, s- I'm
0: gonna say something that will upset you oh God, and that will probably upset brandy i prefer aphrodisiac to full moon
1: that's ridiculous (laughs) i I think aphrodisiac's great there it is great and both of them are great you your blind spot for full moon i will never understand like that is such i
0: liked it
1: you didn't like. I it liked it. Now.
0: There was that one song where, like, she couldn't like keep up with the tempo. I, I disagree with you on that. <laughs> but I'm like, you're behind, Brandy. You're I behind. just feel like the,
1: uh, Aphrodisiac is iconic and excellent and has very strong songs, but the Brandy sound. Okay, is that's so fair. I don't know. I don't have, have a
0: connection to the Brandy sound. Yeah, than like impossible. Than <laughs> 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 like impossible. Why are you down there? <laughs> <laughs> um, I I can't think of any popular music examples. to yeah. answer this question but i saw something recently i forget if it was like a tweet or an Mm. article or something that Mm. steven sondheim said at one point in his career that he regrets the song next from pacific overtures okay here we go (laughs) steven steven who's definitely listening steve mr sondheim oh my god Pacific Overtures is one of your mo- is your your most interesting score period. Okay, crazy show that finale. Next is the finale song, mm. and it is a an ensemble number all about the uh, sudden globalization of Japan. What <laughs> and, and their economy. Okay, and how they branched out into the world. Okay, you would think it is the most useless, ridiculous song on the planet. Right. When I tell you, I weep oh when I hear God. it. It is so brilliantly done. And for some reason, it makes me so emotional. And Steven Sondheim, if you ever talk shit about your own song <laughs> next, I will come over and I will bang on your piano keys and wake you up in the middle of the night and we will have a discussion. Wow. Because next, uh uh we have to do for Patreon. We have to do Pacific Overtures. Okay, <laughs> You're, ooh, it's it's Am gonna I be a gonna while. Like it? It's gonna be a while down the road for you to get <laughs> the Pacific Overtures. We're gonna have to listen to a couple more Sondheim's before yeah. you graduate to Pacific
1: Overtures. Is that the most difficult listen of his works?
0: Um, ah, uh, uh, it's it's you'll you'll see. Okay, you'll see if you like Kabuki music mixed with show type song. It's it's pure genius. Sounds and like a next lot. next is. Just oh, it's fucking exquisite.
1: An- oh, another example of this, sorry, that I just thought of. Avril Lavigne for a long time would not play Complicated in concert because mm. she thought it was like, this is trash and like not representative Ma'am? of me. And Ma'am. it's like, how dare you? Mm-hmm. If you do not get up there and sing Fucking Complicated. I paid a, for a ticket here. For, you you just, to sing, complicated. for you to sing Complicated. I assume she does it again now, but I think she looks back uh, angrily and unfondly at her work with The Matrix, but it's like, uh, Let Go is literally perfect in every aspect of its, you know, existence. So please, like, as much as you might have negative personal feelings about that time in your life, that album's iconic. <laughs> wow. Iconic. all I know. Jesus. Lots of people do that. They get sick of their biggest hit and they're like, oh, we're not doing it anymore. And it's like, nope. It's like, no, we're doing it. You know, Mariah got sick of Hero, and you know what she did? Kept singing it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. And then it came back around. She's like, you know what? I like it now. <laughs> for years, she's like, yes, it really affects yes, some people. Yeah, wonderful. I wrote it for yes, someone else. It wasn't like, really guess. written for me. Like, my vocals, not really what I would do. But, you know, here we are. <laughs> so, yeah, but even she has stopped shading Hero. So, if she can get over the Hero, you can get over complicated. Yes. All right. I agree. We are now at the last segment of the show. Oh, we love a segment, don't we? <laughs> so Matt Steele, I mean, I, talk about Judy. <laughs> like, that's literally what the segment, Giving You Moments, darling, is all about Matt Steele and what he's loved this week and then about me and what I've loved this week and what Matt Steele has loved this week is clearly Judy, so I think, I mean, I, take and, it and I've loved a
0: lot this week. You have. But You've but loved like, the impeachment inquiry. When we're talking about moments, I mean, this of course, like moment. Big Brother finale moment, like, woo, that was a moment, but that was like a dark moment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was like i like I'm stressed about this moment. Yes. Guys, Ju- I was so afraid all year that Judy would disappoint. Yeah. And that, like, it would just be a run of the mill biopic. When I tell you the movie is exquisite, and when I tell you her performance is one for the fucking ages, she is so excellent in this movie. And. I'm going to I'm going to talk about her performance just for uh, the podcast okay. because like, let's do a Judy review for the main channel. <laughs> All right. I'm going to see it Tuesday. we see, Matt Palmer is seeing it Tuesday and we have to talk about it. Um, so I will go in more in depth about it on the main channel. So I'm just going to talk about Renee's performance. When I tell you this was a comeback, unlike anything I've ever seen. I, I've said it before and I'll say it again. What's so brilliant about it is that is it is not a Judy impression. She's not trying to do a Judy impression. She's not trying to wow you with the impression. But she's there. She still looks and, and like her physicality for there is one moment where she sings the song by myself in mm-hmm. one single take. And when I tell you her physicality is just I couldn't breathe throughout the entire thing. It's so spellbinding. Is she singing live like on video? Do we know she is singing? I. It sounds like from my ear, it sounded like she was only singing live. She sings "Over the Rainbow" like oh, the, yeah. Spoiler alert, guys! <laughs> I mean, come uh, on. she sings "Over the Rainbow" at the end, which is just oh, perform. Oh my god, like just incredible. Uh, so you can tell she's singing live there, uh, but you can tell the other songs she went into the studio and, mm. and is lip syncing to it. Um, she is so she so perfectly walks that fine tightrope between f- like fragile and strong. That it's you are just on edge the entire movie and you are you're rooting for her and you believe in her and you you empathize with her so much. And she's just to go back to it's not just a Judy impression. It is telling the story of a woman who is incredibly famous and who has touched the lives of so many people and who means so much to so many people. And all the fuck she wants to do is go home to her kids and like ha- build up a Cause the whole premise is she uh, isn't able to find work and she just wants to be with her kids and give her kids right. a good life. So she takes on this uh, London show for several months so she can make a lot of money and afford to go home and like retire with her right. kids essentially. And that's all it's she wants Brittany. to do. And, the entire movie I'm just thinking about. Brittany really? About like, I was going to et-
1: say your description is very But
0: Brittany. everything about it is just so touching. The, I'll get into it in the main channel. <laughs> about, about how these people just love her so much. Right. And how she... What, how she realized starts to realize those things, and and her performance is, I can't even talk about it enough in in a well articulated way. Just see the movie. She is unbelievable. She's winning the Oscar. Sorry to everyone else in contention.
1: <laughs> Renee Zellweger is winning the Academy Award. It's 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 she's so excellent. So do you think she's like? fully coming back after this like she should be in more things like because she's been kind of off the radar for a minute
0: oh yeah okay. and she took a break and it was she was well rested from that yes. break because she is she is just giving you moments every single solitary second wow. they should never have cut away from her because every moment you are just so
1: fascinated by what she's doing wow. on the screen. she's she's so excellent oh right, I'm God. looking forward yeah can't Amazing. wait to see it um, I have a couple little things that have been giving me moments. I have not okay. seen Judy, so it did not give me a moment. Okay. But it I, I gives me moments that you got a moment. Of course. and mm-hmm. It'll give you moments on Tuesday. Exactly. Um, so two things that are silly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. The Housewives. Okay. <laughs> I feel like there is something about the real Housewives. I've always loved them, of course. But once a Housewife franchise gets into like its fourth or fifth season, it kind of... Uh, most of them kind of have a downturn. Most of them, it's like a lot of these ladies have been on there for a long time. They know what they're trying to do. They're trying to be Bethany, sell something, trying to, you know, hawk a product. Don't really want to get into the dirt and get in the mess uh, and don't want to, you know, have the drama that people are watching for. Like, people want to see how these women interact and how they, you know, get, get in these discussions and these kind of involved scenarios where they kind of are in, you know, they're fighting, but about things that are interesting. It's not just like we're just yelling for no reason. It's like, you know, it's a lot of, The way people interact and it's also women of a certain age which I love seeing on screen but I feel like at that point around seasons four or five a lot of them take a little bit of a a dip because Mm -hmm. it's like okay we've been doing this for so long I know how to look good I know what I should say on Mm -hmm. camera and what I shouldn't. And I imagine like the really fun
0: people like start to leave. Yes sometimes leave sometimes people
1: leave sometimes uh, good people leave and sometimes they are bringing in a lot of new people who don't really fit in the group just Uh like try to keep it fresh. Um, But what has happened is we've discovered as things have gotten even further on, sometimes around seasons eight, nine, ten, the cast, they find a really good cast and they none of them really leave or maybe Mm. one or two will leave every once in a while. But like it's a cast of some people from a long time ago, some people coming in in that middle section where we're bringing new blood back and they kind of in a weird way find a balance Everyone gets older and less concerned with how they're coming across. And so they become being messing again. And it's like... Real Housewives of New York has done this so beautifully like people are so obsessed with that show because it's literally women who are just uh, do not give a fuck about how they look on camera they're getting drunk they are fighting just like I'm allowed to not be likable like this whole idea of like every woman on screen needs to be likable it's like no I can be a fucking monster because sometimes I can can be a monster monster. we're all
0: monsters guys (laughs) and
1: I feel like there was a nervous part of me that was like oh maybe once they get to this level they've been on it for so long they I will put up a veneer and it won't be broken down that's been proven to be untrue with the house Lives of New York then this week a new trailer for both the real housewives of New Jersey and the real housewives of Atlanta have come out and i mean obviously some people can make amazing trailers and then have the final product not be that good especially on a tv show which has like you know 20 episodes or whatever in a season but I am cautiously very optimistic. This I think neither of the casts changed from their prior season, so okay. they all know each other very well, and. They're all And also Well no uh, Atlanta changed a bit Because they brought back Kenya Moore Who was one of those people Who came in season 4 Season 5 And she was kind of A lot And very much a mess And a shit stir And like You kind of didn't like her At moments But then once she was gone You really felt She's not the one Who made up the rumor That uh, no. Candy was trying to Rape somebody No She's never right? been back Phaedra has been gone And <laughs> Candy has said If she ever comes back I will leave Um. So But Kenya is just She was kind of The single girl For a long time All she wanted Was a family and a baby And the other wives Kind of When it they would get mad at her. I was like, well, at least I have a man. Like, at least I have a baby. And what do you mm-hmm. have? Like that kind of thing. So she comes back now. She has gotten married. She has a baby. It has just come out like in the past couple of weeks that she is getting a divorce. Aww. Which is sad. But you, you see the trailer and you see how she's mixing it up again. And how she, it just... Adds a a balance back to the show. It's like, we want drama, but we want things to be moving forward. We want some conflict, but some resolution. It feels like that's happening. Jersey just looks off the rails. (laughs) Like, (laughs) literally, it's like old school, like someone's weave is getting pulled. And it's just like, I I don't know. Maybe I, I think... That I don't know. A part of me was a little worried that like maybe these shows have a shelf life and maybe we're reaching it. But it seems Mm -hmm. like once the ladies get to a certain point of being like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't care. I'm going to just like put it all out there and Mm -hmm. like... It becomes interesting again, and like I'm very invested in both of these storylines and both of these shows. I can't wait for them to come back, because honestly, right now, it's Real House of Orange County and Real House of Dallas that are on, and it's like, I
0: don't- You don't watch either I of those. I don't watch either
1: of those, and Vanderbump Rules isn't on, and so I'm kind of like just having Potomac to get me through, and this is the last night of the reunion tonight, so I'm excited that the, both of these are coming back in November. I believe Vanderbump Rules will come back in December, hopefully, and um, I don't know. I'm just ready, and I'm excited. The second thing that's been giving me moments this week is um, they've released a Mario Kart app. Oh, (laughs) thank you so much for listening. And I won't talk about it for too long, but like... Nintendo is so fucking iconic. Like, literally, (laughs) I am not a video game head in any other avenue, but like, truly, Nintendo has been knocking it out of the park. I bring my Switch to work, and whenever I'm like taking a a lunch break and don't want to talk to people, I'll just go in my car and play my Switch.
0: (laughs) See, I am so far removed from the video game world that, like, when I think of video games, I think of, oh, a Nintendo. Like, I don't think of Nintendo as its own
1: separate thing.
0: Oh, yeah. It's like Nintendo is the company. Like, like, uh, yeah. See, see, to me, I'm just like, oh, they're. Playing a Nintendo.
1: No, like because there are yeah. PlayStations and there's, you know, to the me, it's Microsoft all the same. Xbox. It's
0: like DC Marvel. Don't know. Don't <laughs> well, know the difference, guys. Well,
1: I'm just saying everyone should get on Mario Kart Tour. It, the, hand, the controls are a little hard to get a hang of, but the, the graphics are really good. And it like it's cool because it's like you earn new levels as it goes on. You earn new characters. I don't know. It's just it's fun and I can't recommend it enough.
0: You know what? You earned talking about that for as much as I talk about Big, r- big Brother on this podcast. <laughs> I
1: appreciate that. You I'm know. glad. We're in agreement in that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, guys, I think that's it for us. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure to uh, go to our main channel, youtube.com slash 2 mats for our videos every single week. If you want to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash 2 mats and for as little as $1 a video, uh, you get an extra bonus video from us every single week. We just put up a reaction to the Normani motivation music video, which, you know, is still iconic. Still works. Um, and and make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram and at Matt Palmer Music. It's Matt Steele. And at Two Game Mats for the both of us. Uh, do you have anything else to tell the people? Uh, we'll see you at the Judy movie review on I our know. main channel because I'm see making you. Matt Palmer do it. I will do that. I'm excited to see Judy. I didn't know anything about her. So yeah, he doesn't my... know anything I about know, Judy Garland, I know, guys. I know he's she's um, which uh, her boss? Yeah. Okay. Yes, okay. Jesus, okay great. Jesus I know that. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back soon with another brand new Two Game Mats podcast. Bye guys. Bye. <laughs>